Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. You know, I was thinking we were sitting down here, getting myself composed. I am so thankful for 2020. I really am. I'm sitting down here, I thought, I am so thankful for this year. I mean, it's as ridiculous and crazy as it's been. And then after you look around, you think, what in the world is going on? I'm so thankful for this year. And all of the nonsense, it's been awesome. I mean, month after month, you've seen the memes, you know, like, you know, the, uh, yeah, I think August is supposed to be Godzilla month or something. I don't know. I mean, just, you know, one thing, one crazy thing after another is going to happen, you know, that's coming up. And it has been, it has been in the natural and it has been the craziest things have happened. The most instability we've ever seen. Are, are you, are you, are you, are you, are you glorifying those things? No. In the midst of all of it, God is God. God is faithful. God is good. God is true to his word. You realize in, in the midst of all of this, God has not fallen off his throne. In the midst of all of this, he's not changed his mind. His plan hasn't changed. He hasn't abandoned his best plan and gone with plan B, C, or D. Oh, it's gotten really bad. I got to do something else. Nothing's changed. The same victory that Jesus won on the cross is still ours today. The same future that we've got that was there before 2020 is still our future right now. Woo, praise God. I am so thankful for this year. <laughs> I mean, this is all I can do during service. I keep from just laughing in service during worship. Just how grateful I am. And really how amusing and pathetic the devil actually is. Come on, brother. This is all you got? Ha <laughs> Woo. Sorry, I mean, blow somebody's ears up there, but I'm just, ha- I'm just happy. I'm so thankful for this year. It really has been a blessing. We need to change the way we look at things. We are not defeated. We are not down and under. We're not going under. <laughs> Woo, it, it's, it, this is glorious. You know, as I was sitting here, a scripture popped up. In John chapter 15, it's not my message tonight, but this, this is good. John the 15th chapter, verse 1. Look, look at it with me. John 15, 1. I'm going to start my clock. I'm going to try to be relatively short tonight. <laughs> Just the fact that I said that, y'all are in trouble. No, no, you're not. I'm gonna, we're going to do our best here. But John 15, in the first verse, it says, I am the true vine, and my, vi- my father is the vine dresser. You know what a vine dresser does? They tend to the vine, right? Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. I believe this year is a pruning year for us. We need to see it for what it is. This is, this, this, yeah, the devil's trying some stuff and God is allowing it. And some of these things, yes, it is the church's responsibility. We've not prayed, But even in that, this is a pruning year for us to see and recognize areas where we've fallen short and we're not 
cutting the mustard, so to speak, where we're not living up to who we are in Christ as sons and daughters of the most high God, where we're living life lower than that. What is it? He's pruning. We've got some branches that are getting pruned this year. And it's not just for the sake of cutting some branches off. It's not just because he likes hacking on the bushes and hacking on the branches and cutting them up. But what, what did he say here? He said, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear what? More fruit. Woo, I am so thankful. <laughs> I am so thankful. I am so thankful. Some of you need to get thankful in some things. Some of you need to get down, get the frown off your face and get thankful that we've got some pruning going on. Why? So we can bear more fruit. Hallelujah. Whoo, this is a blessing. This is a blessing. You know, I was reminded as I looked up the verse and I was reminded, somebody went in and interviewed Jim Baker. Who remembers Jim Baker? Interviewed Jim Baker and the whole, uh, what, was the, the, what was the thing? Seven, no, not 700 Club. That, that's PTL. 700 Club's still going. That's, that's somebody else. But who's that guy? Pat Robertson. Pat Robertson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So PTL. So PTL Club, you know, and, and you remember the whole thing that went down. If you don't know, you don't need to know. It was just, it was just a mess, you know. And uh, so, so uh, what was his name? Jim Baker uh, went, to, went to prison. And another minister went in and, and just talking to him while he was there and just uh, uh, just visiting with him. And, and uh, you know, I don't, I don't know the exact wording of the conversation, but just said, you know, you know, I'm just so sorry this happened. Obviously, you know, what you did was illegal and all of that. And he said, but, you know, and it just, just from person to person, just, you know, I really hate it for you that you're here. You know, my heart goes out to you. And Jim Baker looked at him and said, he said, don't, don't feel sorry for me. He said, don't feel sorry for me. This is the best thing that ever happened to me. So this is the best thing that ever happened to me. He said, because if had I gone and continued the way I was going, he said, I would have lost my salvation. I'd have ended up in hell. Now think about that. Now, I don't believe we're in a position like that. But you know, any branch we have that's not bearing fruit, it is a blessing to get those branches pruned out of our life. Because things that don't bear fruit get tossed to the side, and I don't want any part of my life getting tossed to the side because it didn't bear fruit. I don't want any branch attached to me that's just sitting out there gnarly, not doing anything. I want that thing cut off. And though there may be pain in a season, there is joy tomorrow because it'll start, more fruit will replace where that barren branch was. What a blessing this has been. What a blessing this has been. <laughs> yeah, this is a blessing. I will say this, instead of looking around and, 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 and being upset, now obviously there's things we need to be praying. We, we are praying, right? And there are things we recognize that are going on that we need as the church. We've, we've, got, to, we've got to stand our ground and put an end to, right? After all, we are the salt, right? That, that's what we do. What, the salt does what? It preserves, first of all, and then it seasons, Right. And so we've got a job that we've got some preservation we need to do. And I tell you, every evil force that tries to come up, look, their time is not yet. And we're not going to allow them to do whatever they want. They can't do that while we're here. Why? Because we're preserving this earth as long as we're here. So, yeah, we need to stand our ground in those places. Yes, absolutely. But at the same point, instead of being upset about everything, 
Let's take a step back and, and see from heaven's perspective areas in our own life where we are able to have some things pointed out so we can make some adjustments. Henry, pruning only happens if we allow him to prune. Pruning only happens if we're allowing him to prune because we're not, he doesn't just do things all by himself. We're in partnership with him. He prunes the branches and the ones that don't bear fruit, he cuts them off. But only if we participate, if we hide our branches from him and say, oh, you can't touch this one. I like this barren branch. Guess what? We get to keep that barren branch. But if we say, oh, you know what? I see, I see. I, this year, 2020, we're seeing things. We're seeing things in our lives, seeing things in our nation, seeing things around us, in our friends, our families, even in other people's lives so that we can help and we can facilitate this pruning that needs to be taking place. This is a blessing. I said, this is a blessing. And you know, the other thing too, in every time of opposition, in every adversity, in every time of opposition, it is an opportunity to learn and recognize another facet of who God is in our life. I was thinking about, you know, Abraham taking Isaac up to be sacrificed. What, what, a, what a blessing that was. Now, we look at that and say, that's kind of cruel. I say we. Some people do. I've heard people say, oh, that's kind of cruel. Why would God do that? Isaac didn't go anywhere. Nothing happened to Isaac. But you know, in the, in the end of all that, what happened is God was able to reveal part of his personality as a provider. In the midst of that, God revealed a part of who he was, and that was revolutionary at the time. The, the idea or the concept of, who, of God's character as our provider, the Lord will provide, providing the ram to take the place of, of Isaac, which was pointing to Jesus, which is where we are today, right? That was a part of God's character and his nature and his plan that the human race didn't know. There are things for us to recognize, maybe not something new, but maybe something we've not really seen the way we should have seen before. Maybe a part of who he is that we've not recognized in full, because if you don't see it and understand it and have revelation in it, how can you participate with it? And a part of his character, if you can't understand it, if you don't recognize it, if you can't fully see what that means, how can you really participate and enjoy the benefit of that? This is an opportunity for us to have the, a, a further revelation of who our father is. In the midst of this, he is our provider. In the midst of this, he's our protector. In the midst of all this, he is our healer. In the midst of all of this, he is our peace. He is our sure foundation. In the midst of this, he is our joy. <laughs> In the midst of all of this, he is everything we need. That's who he is. He is the one who never fails. He never fails. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. <laughs> We've never seen the righteous forsaken. And we can look back like David will say, you know what? I've never seen the righteous forsaken or God's seed begging for bread. I didn't just read it. I saw it for myself. <laughs> Woo, praise God. That's a blessing. What an awesome opportunity. Hallelujah. I tell you, this is a time like no other to stay stirred up, to stay built up, to stay connected to your father, to not let something else come in and get a hold of you, but keep pushing forward. I tell you, not because we're in desperation, but because we're getting to see our God show himself faithful. We get to have some pruning going on. We get to produce something more. I mean, what a blessing this is. 
Hallelujah. Devil, bring it on. Because my big brother is bigger than you. My father carries a much bigger stick than you can even think about. So bring it on. Amen. Amen. Yeah, God's good. This is a time right now, things are being pointed out that were connections we've not made in areas where we've not seen things the way we needed to see them. This is an opportunity for us to make those connections so we can actually get the things we've been believing for and step into the places God has called us to step into. This is what's happening right now. This is the time the church is rising to the, those who truly believe in him, those who are known by his name. Those who know their God, they're the ones that are being, that are, that are being strengthened and they're the ones that are going to do great exploits. We get to be in that. If we'll see this as our opportunity to rise, as our opportunity to step up as sons and daughters of God to take our place in the family. This is a time to take our place in the family of God. That's not a heaven assignment. That's a now assignment. That's a now assignment. This is our time. This is our time. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Things are coming. Anytime the devil starts doing stuff like he's trying right now, that means there's something right on the turn, right on the horizon. If you can't see it, you are looking at the wrong thing. And I beg you to get your attention where it needs to be. Ain't nothing else more important than what God's doing. And it's not what he's going to do. He's doing it right now. It's starting right now. It's as we recognize it and we make those adjustments, judgment begins in the house of God. As we begin to judge ourselves and set things right, what are we doing? We are setting the stage for God to move. When the enemy starts putting on pressure, he knows something's happening, something, something's happening. Let's not let the devil be smarter than us. Let's not let the devil see things better than we see things. He recognizes the time and season. He knows what's going on. We need to be aware of what's happening. Hallelujah. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, nobody else stood up. Pressure came, everybody else bowed. They did not stand up. What was deliverance was right around the corner. Deliverance was right around the corner. Well, what if they hadn't stood up? What if, the, what if the three hadn't done what they're supposed to do? What would have happened? Who cares? Because they didn't. And neither will we. And neither will we. Well, the church doesn't look good. The church doesn't look good. What's happening? The church, the real church of the Lord Jesus Christ, 2020, they're seeing who they are and they're seeing what adjustments they need to make to get right. That church will do what it's supposed to do. Are you going to be a part of it? I'm going to be a part of it. I'm going to be a part of it. You got to, you've just got to make a determination. Bless God. I'm going to do, and I'm going to be who God called me to be. I don't care what's going on. I don't care what I'm going to be who God made me to be. It is time for sons and daughters to stand up, to take their place. It's our time. It's not in the sweet by and by. It's right now. It's right now, it's right now, it's right now, it's right now, it's right now. And we'll not make the, the, the mistake generations past made. When they saw some victory and they decided to do something, they got satisfied. Listen, we've seen what satisfaction does. It deceives. We'll not have a part of it. I said, we'll not have a part of it. We're not going to have a part of it. I said, we'll not have a part of it. Well, I say we, I say I. What do you say? What do you say? What do you say?
<laughs> Go to Matthew. I may not even get to it tonight. But that's all right. What do you say? What do you say? Really, this is the answer. This is your answer. Some have struggled. Some have struggled needlessly. Some have struggled needlessly. 2020, this year, and really every day, it's always been an opportunity, but this is a, this is a time to, to, to recognize some things and make some decisions. Jesus, an answer said to him, or, or, or uh, verse 14, uh, Matthew 16, 14, so they said, some say, uh, verse 13, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I am the son of the son of man am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? What a question this is. This is, this is the church's opportunity. Who do we say God is? Amen. Who are we going to say God is? <laughs> this is so good. Thank God for his word. Simon Peter, verse 16, answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Well, what about this? The gates of hell shall shall not prevail against it. What about my body? The gates of hell shall not prevail. What about my job? The gates of hell shall not prevail. What about our nation? The gates of hell shall not prevail. What about the plan of God? The gates of hell shall not prevail. The gates of hell shall not prevail. Who do you say he is? Who do you say he is? Huh. Peter said, you're the son of the living God. Hey, what are we saying? He's doing this. Drawing a line in the sand. That's who you are. <laughs> That's my best drawing the line sand. Move I can make up here in a suit on the stage on the sun, on the big stage. The best I can do. He was, he was drawing a line. That was a, that was a bold declaration right there. That was, a, we don't even realize how bold of a declaration. He was putting everything out there that moment. What was he saying? He was saying, I'm hitching my wagon to Jesus. Where he goes, I go. What he does, I do. Whatever his fate is, my fate is. <laughs> That's faith, y'all. That's trust. And only those people are the ones that can do great exploits. Only those people are the ones that are going to really know their God. Only those people are the ones going to be used to do something for the kingdom. Well, I'm going to play both sides. Well, you, you, yeah, yeah, you're going, no, you're playing his side. There's no playing both sides. Amen. Hey, no, there's no playing both sides. I, you know, I just don't know if I believe all this stuff. You know what? You can believe whatever you want to believe. And the fact is you are believing whatever you want to believe. I'm just answering some questions some people have. Well, I'm not quite certain. Who are you listening to? Who are you listening to? <laughs> Woo. 
He goes on to say here in the, in the next verse, I got to read it again. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Verse 19, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Notice he made that declaration. He drew that line in the sand. Jesus said to him, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Now go do something with this. Whew. Folks, that's where we are. That's where we are. <laughs> that's where we are. That's where we are right now. You say, well, well I, I, what's, what's going to happen? It doesn't matter. The gates of hell shall not prevail. And we're going to take our place and do our job. And what we bind, God will back us up. What we loose, God will back us up. Heaven's sitting on ready to do whatever we say because we've drawn, we've drawn a line in the sand. We said, this is the way it's going to be. Now we have heaven's attention. Now we have heaven's attention. Praise God. I'm so thankful for this year. I'm so thankful for what God is doing. Hallelujah. Now's the time to stir yourself up. Now's the time to stir yourself up. Don't let a face mask rob you of your place in the kingdom of God. Don't let some dumb Alaska County ordinance rob you of your joy. Whether you agree with it or not, it doesn't matter. The point is anything, any, if it ain't scripture, it's not the wisdom of God. <laughs> right? Compared to this, it's dumb, right? Don't let anything. Well, if I got to sit six feet apart, oh, I can't do it. Don't let any of these things distract you. Don't let any of these things distract you. Don't allow any of these things to distract you. Are you listening? Are you listening all across the room? Are you li don't let these things distract you. Don't miss out on what God's doing this year. Don't miss out on the opportunity we have right now, what's happening right now in 2020 to have some things removed and some things blossom in our lives. Don't miss out on your opportunity. You're not going to get 2020 back. You're not going to get 2020 back. Well, what if, what if 2021 is worse? It won't be because we're going to take our stand. But you know, just because things are comfortable don't mean they're right. Just because things are comfortable doesn't mean it's right. I'm going to say that again. I'm not going to look at anybody. Just because things are comfortable doesn't mean it's right. It doesn't mean, oh, definitely not going to look now. Doesn't mean you're right. I'm trying to help you tonight. Just because things are comfortable doesn't mean they're right. Sometimes the most uncomfortable place is right in the plan of God. <laughs> Ask Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When you're getting carted off, what, do you think this thing was yelling at them? Do you think their friends were going, oh, wringing their hands, pleading, oh, you, you think they enjoyed seeing all that? No, but they were right where God wanted them to be. They were right where they needed to be. Yes, it happened because Israel got into disobedience. But even in the midst of that, they honored God. They made a decision to honor God. Are you listening? Just because there are things going on because the church hasn't done their job, we still have the opportunity. And, and let's be honest, that's the reason why things are happening. Yeah, well, the big old bad, the big old bad devil can't do anything. 
Jesus took back the keys of death and the grave and handed them to us, to the church, handed them to us, right? Do you believe that to be the case? Do you believe Jesus actually whooped the devil's behind? Do you believe he actually made a show of him and embarrassed him in front of all of his boys down there? Do you think, do you believe he did that? I believe he did that. Do you th- I, he, he did every bit of what the Bible says he did. Every bit of it. So this isn't because the devil is so great of a great of a, we've just not done our job. Israel didn't do their job. They compromised. They didn't follow God. It got them into a place it shouldn't have been. But three, three people, not three people, but this three people, three people decided, you know what? We're, 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 we've had enough. We're going to take our place. We're going to stand our ground. We're going to honor God. Even if it costs us everything, we're going to honor God. Think about that. Whether we live or die, we're not going to bow to you. Isn't that what they said? Whether we live or die, we're not. They they were saying, they were admitting, sure, in the natural, that's a possibility. But live or die, I'm I'm not going to submit to you any longer. We're going to do what we need to do. We have to make that decision in our life. It's the time to, sometimes it's nothing more than just casting off just mediocreness and just, just, just being a ho-hum Christian. Sometimes that's what it takes is just, you know, I'm, not, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to let, oh, I'm not going to live in a place where my love for Jesus has grown dim. I'm not going to live in a place where my passion for the Lord, I'm not going to have a glory day of remember when it was so great. I'm going to live in that right now. I'm not going to live in a place where I have fond memories of yesterday. Thank God for what God did yesterday. But his word said he has something new for us every single day. Isn't that not what he said? Let's not, let's not live in yesterday. Let's not li- just look back on what happened yesterday. But what is God doing today and what does he surely do tomorrow? We're not waiting to the sweet by and by. We're living in eternity now. We're living in fe- union and fellowship with our creator right now. We can't afford to let our love grow cold. We can't afford to let our love grow cold for Jesus. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Let's just lift your hands for a minute. Father, we honor you. We honor you, we honor you. Now, now, when I, now hold on a second. When I say that, we've got to get, into, get out of the habit of being spectators in our Christian walk. You, you realize what I'm talking about? If we're going to really draw a line in the sand, Peter was saying, I'm not going to watch from the sidelines anymore. I'm not going to be just one of the 12. I'm going to be Peter, the rock that you've called me to be. Peter was called to be the, the head. He, he was the head of the church, the early church. He was the head of the early church. Peter didn't take that position on the day of Pentecost when he stood. That's not the day Peter took that position. Peter didn't step into it that day. He stepped into it this day when he said, you are, you are the Christ. This is the day he stepped into it. This is the day he took his place as the head of the church, the one God would use to lead. This was the day, right? Do you realize that, right? Yeah, but what about when he denied Christ? He made a mistake. He messed up. Just like many of us have messed up and we might mess up again. Now, I don't say that as an excuse if we mess up. Well, it's okay we mess up. God's not okay with any of that stuff. But the good news is we've got, we've got forgiveness. We've got, we've got mercy when we need mercy. 
When we made a mistake, we make a mistake. If we're truly repentant, we've got mercy in those times. But bless God, more just more more important than that. Not only do we have mercy, we have grace. Right? We have grace then to come alongside when our mercy cleanses, our grace empowers us to, to continue on what God's called us to do. I say his grace empowers us to continue on. We can't live in this thing where we go through the motions and just kind of go along with what everybody else is doing and what else is going on. We have, our personal position has got to be this. That's going to be every one of our personal decisions is to draw a line in the sand and say, this, this is who I, this is who you are. And this is who I am. And this is what we're going to do. This is how I'm going to live. This is available to anybody. This is available, available to anybody. Said this is available to anybody. I believe right now God is really calling. He, he's God desperately wants us to not get left and to miss out. God desperately doesn't want a single person in this church or any of his kids to miss out on what's coming. He doesn't want a single person. To, I don't want a single one of us at Impact Family Church to, to miss out on what's coming. I don't want to be one of the, 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 the 400, 500 that he said to, not to depart from Jerusalem I don't, want, I don't want to be one of the 350 who didn't show. I want to be one of the others, the ones who actually showed and stayed and waited around. One, what are we waiting for? I don't know what this is. We don't even know what he's talking about, but he said to do it, so we're going to stay right here. That's, that's called faith. That's called trusting God. That's called taking God at his word and trusting that, listen, he's going to do what he said. And others may not do it. I'm not going to take the easier and be one of the numbers. I'm, if I need to, I'll be one of the smaller group and I'm going to stay at the, at, at right where Jesus told me to be. Even though he was no longer on the earth at this point, he was, they were still at his feet at that moment. One carried the, did the Martha thing and did another one another direction. Other was stayed at Jesus's feet. The 150 stayed at Jesus's feet in the upper room waiting. He doesn't want any of us to miss out. He doesn't want you to miss out. But life's hard. Jesus is greater than that. And still he doesn't want you to miss out. Father, we love you. Jesus, we love you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. We bless you. We honor you tonight. We magnify you. Oh, we magnify you. Hallelujah. Oh, we magnify, we honor you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what's going on. Thank you for the opportunity to see you prove yourself faithful once again. Hallelujah. Thank you for our day, for our testimony, for our declaration of faith, for our opportunity to prove you faithful. Father, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for what you're doing. Father, thank you for refining us. Thank you for working in our lives. Thank you for helping us see things that, where we need to, to adjust and do the things we need to make right. Thank you for that. What a blessing. I am so grateful. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. 
Father, we are thankful, 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 thankful. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We are grateful. We are grateful, Lord. Visit us on